grain podcast rub vaseline on the lens patreon what no q a i always wear this bucket hat when i'm directing wes anderson as a filmmaker he is nothing a zero he's a, a pig piece of shit Why do we have to see his fucking name in the movie? Instagram. Spike Young sucks bad. You are a creative. You get it. I, I go mentally ill. These guys are liberal filmmakers. They cannot be trusted. Let the creative people talk to the money. Discord. I'm an artist. One of the first great artists of the 21st century. Anything by Cassavetes. Never make a movie. Fassbender. This is a film. Doritos bags look mad different. Make out with girls. And you'll never make it in this business. Left-wing politics. Fassbender. We are watching Mean Girls. But it's time to admit you are a fan of the Iron Man. I call it director juice. I'm my fucking line producer trust fund, baby. M. Night Shyamalan. Final Cut Pro. I, I'm crazy about sound. I was right. obsessed with trash. The movie's trash, you know? Joe Schmo did the fucking food. Gritty New York City. Josh Safdie. Reduced black ratio. Jane Gray song. Give you brackage. If like the sound is off in the theater, I, I go mentally ill. What's the deal with me and I unpack? Uh, I just think they're funny. Spike Young sucks bad. Give you brackage. Robert Altman. Pro actor. Final Cut Pro. This is a film. Light. There's a whole group of guys who pretend to be making special films. Yo. Yo, what the fuck is really good, everybody? What the fuck is really good? We're back. It's the Iron Pod with the Iron Pack. <laughs> we are the Iron Pack. This is the Iron Pod. This is Iron 1. This is Iron 2. You're listening to the Iron Pod. What the fuck is really good? Iron Pack. Why do we call it that? So true. <laughs> I got something for you. Why did they call it this? Deeper into movies records. <laughs> That's what made me stoked on doing the pod again. I was like, oh, I got some. <laughs> I was like, I might need to go off about that. Speaking of uh, why it's called that, um, I'm sure we've said this before, but it was before it was the media and film and art powerhouse that it is today. The Iron Pack was a group chat. Between me, Ion Two, and a third member, who is now a writer for the, <laughs> the New York Times, I think will be a a, a guest, a, a soon-to-be soon guest on on the Ion Pod, hosted by the Ion Pack. And the last image in that group chat was a picture of Johann Sebastian Bach. And no, it was in a different group chat, but oh, it, wasn't. it was the last thing saved in my camera roll. Right, right, right. So we need. I just made it the avatar. No, bro. How about that screenshot I sent you, where I was like tweeting all the original memes so true i, I was like, like i didn't even know about that i know it was like it was, it was i'm not even gonna say what it was called but it was yeah. like it was cold as fuck and like th th i didn't even understand how to get people to see it it was literally some like zero followers have we said cold cold as fuck yet they didn't even know about that all right let's explain to them what it means to have a cold pod <laughs> <laughs> this is the opposite of insane heat a lot of you motherfuckers be out here yeah. having <laughs> new podcasts that are cold yeah no and trust me we've been there no it happens all the time we talk about a certain person um i don't know that we know of on social media even random like you know musician filmmaker Stuff i look that's into been them. written about in publications yeah, yeah and we look into them and then we'll hit 
like text the other one being like, dude, he's a cold pot. <laughs> <laughs> so many people have cold pots. Just a pots. pot that is not hot. It's not insane heat. And this, it doesn't mean it's not valuable. People can have a cold pot and it can be good. It doesn't mean it's not good. Yeah. For In example. Fact, I'm sure some of them are really good. So they're better than hot pots. For example, I've never seen it, but we were going to ask Keenan Thompson from SNL. Huge house. And from Keenan Kel. And Huge legend. Many other things. All that. All that shit. And we were looking into Keenan. We were like, yo, we got to get Keenan. And maybe Kel. Like, we should do Keenan and Kel pod. So we reached out to Keenan. A little peek behind the curtain. We yeah. reached out to Keenan. He said yes. Yeah, he was down. And then I looked into it, and I was like, oh, my God, Keenan has a cold pod. Yeah, he has a cold pod. <laughs> and it's called You Already Know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I forgot. It's called the You Already Know podcast. I was like, bro, I feel like I'm in a dream. Like, what the it's called You Already Know, and it's cold. <laughs> <laughs> People really are out here having cold pods. I looked into some of our friends from college and shit too, and like, it's like they have like pods oh, yeah. with like famous, kind of famous people, and then and it's, it's like, cold. and they have it's cold. Like even like you could tell like the numbers are like decent, but for like it to be having a famous person as mm -hmm. part of the pods, I'm like this is cold compared to yeah. what it should be. I mean, I guess it's just the new having a band. Back in the day, everybody had a cold band. Now everybody has a cold pod. There's some article that came out recently about like how podcasts like we can't capitalize on the initial boom of podcasting from like the Joe Rogan and Mark Maron and like just like all the original goats era. But and like everyone was like pissed off about it. Cause they were like, what the fuck is this publication? It's probably the time. Wait, or something. I don't even get it. They were talking about how like everybody's trying to get into podcasting. Oh, but like, like that gold yeah, yeah, rush yeah. has already happened. Right. Which is like, definitely not true. If you guys want to start a pod, you gotta be, first of all, you gotta be comfortable with it being cold. Cause it will be. But you should do it. It's oh, fun. you gotta be comfortable. Yeah, you gotta be comfortable being cold. But there's a lot to learn in being comfortable with things being cold. Things were cold for us for a long time. A really long time. Like we did our cold years. <laughs> <laughs> we had some cold war decade <laughs> through yeah. our twenties of just a cold lifestyle in New York City. Yeah, and we're we're proud to say after putting in twelve maybe plus years, we're finally hot. <laughs> <laughs> um. The kid is hot. Um, deeper into movies podcast with Jack Kilmer. Um, deeper into movies podcast. Deeper into movies records. Uh, perfectly imperfect with Destiny Strudwick just dropped. <laughs> There's just a lot of stuff going on that feels <laughs> like the, the people be watching. Nah, big shouts to everybody doing anything. They're putting anything out. Um, no shade, but you know, if there's anything to copy. It's you know, us. Yeah, it's us. Yeah, so thanks. It's yeah. actually a huge. It actually, I swear to God, it actually is a huge compliment because when we were doing cold shit for, for a decade plus, people were not copying our shit. You know why? Because it was fucking cold as hell. Yeah. Uh, we also say um, Siberia. Yeah. What was the town in Alaska that I was saying for a while? Like, for example, no, we should tell him about the Eugene shit. What about it? Like his what? his cold antics on the internet. Oh, how, yeah, well, we, we warmed Eugene up before us. Yeah, let, let me, let me do a little history lesson for the Packers. <laughs> I met Eugene in the KGB bar when I was like 19 or something, 20, 19, 21, I don't know. He's the first person I met there who, first of all, he guessed my age. He guessed exactly what I wanted to do with my life. He was like psychic. We've talked about this before. He had like some sort of, he was bald, but like he maybe had some sort of toupee. Like he looked crazy. He looked like a magician or something. Yeah. Uh, Eugene has everything that he's ever said to me personal, like 
I found guessing him, about my personal life. He's always completely right. It's completely no. It was it was insane, and I found him completely intolerable. Like the most annoying person I'd ever met by far, by a large margin. <laughs> I remember leaving that night being like, well, he, he said, he's like, you should watch my movie, A Wonderful Cloud, with your girlfriend, which in of itself, on top of him finding him annoying, was even more annoying. I was like, oh, of course, this motherfucker has like movies and shit. Um, <laughs> but I watched it, and I thought it was great, and I still think to this day it's probably his best movie. Um, fast forward a little bit. We started putting on for Eugene just as like a mascot for Ion. You know, we, we, we actually got people to blame the I am Pax identity on Eugene for a while, which was great. And it is still, I am still Eugene, but, um, you know, we put it on for him to get a little hotter, but some people have an inherent coldness (laughs) 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 in in everything that they do. And Eugene fucks with a lot of cold posting online. Um, you know, he's got Instagram, Twitter, but what people don't realize is that Eugene still has an active Facebook. (laughs) Oh, right. And I started, I realized maybe like a year ago, I was like, dude, <laughs> I was like, dude, Eugene is posting his Instagram. You remember when like Facebook and Instagram, I guess, you know, it was bought or whatever and yeah, they started getting yeah. linked and like it would like repost your Instagram <laughs> posts to Facebook, like on the, on their wall or whatever. And I started seeing it and I was like, dude, you have to see how cold Eugene's Facebook is because it'd be, it'd be reposting all of his Instagram shit on his Facebook wall and it was literally, all of it fucking was zero likes. <laughs> it was it was the coldest shit of all time. It was like straight Siberia Wait, on his page. All right, speaking of zero likes, I'm going to clue the Packers into something, a really fun game you can play with your friends. Um, no likes challenge? The no likes challenge, oh, yeah. yeah. This was, you get a group of your friends together and go for the no likes challenge. You try to post something that you think will get the least amount of likes. Like I you, would encourage celebrities to do this too, because I know, I know yeah. we've got some big cats listening to our show now. Right. Try and post something that is truly cold. Yeah. And, and watch what it does to no, your it's, spirit it's so, and soul. It's so, I mean, I'm sure, I think a, I think depending on who's in your group, yeah. you might have to do like a percentage kind of thing, like a ratio. Because no, someone that's with thousands you have, more to, you have to ratio it. To your I've only done it with account. people who I like have a similar follower count to, but um, it's really fun. Try to post something that will get absolutely no likes. Like cause, like rupture your Instagram grid and do something. Like we've done it online multiple times. We're like, oh, we should post this because it's so bad. Yeah. Or because it's, it's it has such an inherent chill to it. Yeah. That's, that we, is like makes it more fun. Well, to this post is so it. inspiring when you see an actual you know, accidental champion of the no likes challenge. Well, big shouts to Rogue Packer. He said something recently in our chat, the truth pack, which is a real shit, um, <laughs> where he said he was like, he posted something where he was like, this did not do numbers. And it had some like 12 likes or something less. It was like, yeah, some like eight likes. Yeah. And he said, that's how you know it's good. It's so true. And I was like, that actually is true. Like on his page and other people's page in general, when something has like seriously low engagement, it means it's like there is something interesting about it. Right. So let's make this an official call. I mean, you know, so many people listen to this. I want everyone listening to this to go for the no likes challenge. We'll do it too. I don't know about that. We gotta keep. We gotta stay hot, bro. But <laughs> we'll do it with you. We'll do it with you. Did no, they, yeah, let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Let's do it. Um, we should give him a date. How about like on Monday? We'll, we'll do a no likes challenge. Let's be out by Monday. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Sure. Um, all right. But Mon- we have to give people a chance to listen to this. Yeah. True. If we drop, what's today? Friday. We'll, we'll post it on the story. 
we'll like yeah we'll, yeah we'll, like we'll announce it, it. Yeah, yeah there's gonna be a no official no legs challenge and um i actually think it like goes kind of deep like what this might do because i think like spiritually there's something cleansing about posting something with no objective of engagement or like almost the antithesis of that because like yeah. obviously what we're all doing is like playing this video game where we're like is this going to be heat and is this going to do numbers or not mm -hmm. and we obviously play that game although if you're followed by the master of come you're i'm sure you'll still get that like <laughs> <laughs> you'll get our like for sure yeah no yeah tr no here's here's the challenge oh try to make your friends lose by liking their no like challenge post no no no. the, the person who will win We'll only have two likes, and it's from us and the Master of Come. So true. If you can do that, so true. You're coming on the pod. Yeah, so true. Yeah, you, you gotta have at least like 500 followers, though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? You can't. Mm -hmm. It can't be like a burner. Um, yeah, yeah. Burners don't count. Burners don't count. Burners gotta, do NLC. Just do this from an account you really like. At, you like kind of yeah, care main. about. You it. have to NLC on main for sure. Yeah, like, and it can't. I think something that's important about it is like it can't even really resemble like your style of posting. Exactly. It can't be like because you know, you get shit post accounts who post shit that is definitely NLC. It's kind of part of the joke. It's really self aware. Yeah. It can't be that. It has to really I'm talking about like someone's people. personal Instagram that's not a meme page. Or if you are a meme shit post meme page, you you know, we've an added challenge. Because in the words of John Wilson, if it's bad, it doesn't, doesn't matter. matter. Yeah. <laughs> it just it's true. It yep. just doesn't matter. Um, so yeah. yeah, we're here's a here's an official call to action. No like challenge. If Eugene can do it, so can you. This motherfucker had zero. It was like twelve posts in a row. I was like, dude, look. We just kept scrolling back, and it was just like absolute zero engagement on yeah. all posts. Yeah. But you, we have you have to hashtag the post. No like challenge. So, so we know it wasn't just a cold post that you're right. passing off as the right. challenge. Yeah. Right. How do we start talking about this? Because Eugene's cold. Because Eugene being cold, yeah. Big shout out to Sean Glass. Sean Glass at a cold pod. Yep, cold pod. I mean, you're in good company, Sean. You got Keenan. Yeah, I got most pods. Most pods. You um, know, I'm, there's another tier of pod that uh, doesn't even know about us and would probably consider us a cold pod. I mean, relative to like other pods, we're definitely cold. But but cold is more than numbers. Cold it is really spirit. is. Yeah. It's it's in spirit. Yeah. Because like, even if our numbers are low on something, it, it, you can just it's like a it's like a instinct. It's like no, mm -hmm. it has a hot feeling. Yeah, exactly. We've put pods out that we definitely were like this is cold. Mm -hmm. Like we're not not gonna name names, but there's been some cold ass some pods. Cold pods. You're always gonna get some cold pods. Not too many cold posts, but definitely some cold pods. Yeah. Iron Celestials be fucking with cold posts. Yeah, Iron Cell's really cold these days. Well, we consider if what we're going to drop, we'll talk about, like, is this cold posts or is it hot posts? Yeah, or is it... Or But there's a certain type of cold post that's also Sick. hot. That's true. You know what I mean? We've you get, you get like, 300 heavy likes versus 1,200. We once dropped likes. some shit at, like, 4.55 a.m. <laughs> just, just to experiment. And it was hot. It was hot as fuck. <laughs> it was like insane. I was like, how? I was like, I spent so long on these fucking super cuts that are cold as hell. And then suddenly <laughs> this bullshit is hot as hell. But that's, I mean, I mean, I think there's something to be said for that. It's like you can't predict it and it also doesn't matter. It really doesn't. Operate from a pure place, everybody. How do no we start? Challenge. How do we, the, why was he even talking about Eugene? I don't know. You brought it up. Cold. Another thing we haven't told them about is um, piecing it off. 
We should tell them about off. Oh yeah, are we gonna? Yeah, we I we've said a few episodes ago that we we're gonna make more of an effort to roll out our personal dialect, of which obviously a lot we've done already. Well, right before this episode, I've been up mad long, which is very unlike me. But it's just my life is the mania at the moment, and I was like, what I in what we in our terms call piece into off. Yeah. When, when you're you, awake, you're on, and when you're off. You're asleep, you're off. And when you're asleep, you're off, yeah. And when you turn off, you're piecing. You're piecing from I'm, Yeah, we also say piece, piecing back. Piecing back, yeah. Like if, if I on one says something really delirious to me, I'm like, you need to piece the fuck back. Yeah, so true. To well, also, because both of us like wake up multiple times and we'll respond to someone's, to the other one's text. Yeah. And then piece back. Yeah. But we, we'll like clarify it. Yeah. <laughs> like I'll wake up, text you back. You'll ask me another question, and I'm like, hold up, I'm piecing back, and I go back to sleep. <laughs> and then I'll answer in like a few hours. We also use it as like an adjective. Like if something is like really doesn't make sense or is like nonsensical or illogical or delirious, we'll be like, that was off. Yeah. Or if like we do, like sometimes I'll be posting but it's shit different on the But it's different than delirious. saying something's off in the traditional sense. Like something's not quite right. Yeah, it's not some like, oh, that was slightly off. It's no, no, like, no. no, that was off. That was like some like sleep style shit. Exactly. Yeah. yeah, that's the that's vocab lesson for today. Yeah. Um, we got some great new pieces of art in the culture that I think yeah. we should give True. some big shouts to. Yeah. And even beyond big shouts, because I, I, I would consider them both both works of art to be special well, films. Yeah, so we have um, we have a verdict on a movie. Hopefully, if you were in New York, you were lucky enough to catch it. We already knew this was going to be a special film, but oh man. I, I wasn't, I didn't, I thought it might just be Insane Heat. I didn't think it would be less than Saiyan Heat, but I wasn't sure, you know, I don't know. I've truly never seen a movie of his that was not a special film. And I'll get into why I think that. Um, it is Memoria by Peach Pong. We're ethical. Big shouts. Big shouts to... But Joe. it's not a big shout. So it's a, it's a it's fucking a, special film. It's a fucking film. special film. Both of us, we got two special films over here. And I want to bring up the other thing, even though it's not a movie, just because I think they work in tandem with each other. Yeah, we should start talking about albums and same rating system anyway. Same rating system. Yeah. For for any new listeners, we have a rating system over here. And it goes like this. Real on quick, the lowest Yeah, on the lowest rung, it sucks bad. Above that is big shouts. Above that is insane heat. Above that is a special film. And then there's side categories like grain. Grain. Where if something was like I actually know, saw something that was grain recently. What? I went back. I mean, it's a special film as well, but it's a Peach Punk's first movie, which I had actually never seen, Mysterious Object at Noon. It's green. Which is a special film-ass title, but it's green. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I see that being green. It's green as fuck. Yeah. Also, like, the, I have, like, the original DVD, which is, like, horrible quality. Um, That's green. But it, there's there's things about it that I think are connected to memory that I'll get to in a second. But the other thing, that, the other piece of art that we wanted to bring up is the new release from Burial, our Thank man William Bevan, anonymous extraordinaire, but not anonymous, just just low key shadow figure. Yeah, William Bevan, Burial, uh, former UK garage dubstep, post dubstep, whatever artist that has just become the Caravaggio of sound. Yep, um, he has a new record out called. Anti Dawn, and it's a special film as record. It's a special film, um, but there's two, there's something really I, okay. So these two things are very difficult to talk about, and I think when something is a special film or is of this tier, 
it's almost like I think what makes them good is something that is, you know, approaches the indescribable. Mm -hmm. So it and it almost we've talked about this before. Cheap and that they even really discuss it. Yeah. Um, but I did have a quote from our motherfucking bull, Fernando Pessoa, Portuguese poet. This is from his um his book that I was rereading. It's like this is just like a, a selected poems anthology called A Little Larger Than the Entire Universe. Um, and I thought this quote was relevant to these these two pieces of art. Um, he says, I have no philosophy. I have senses. If I speak of nature, it's not because I know what it is, but because I love it. And for that very reason, because those who love never know what they love or why they love or what love is, to love is eternal innocence, and the only innocence is not to think. Big shouts, Pessoa. Um, I thought that was insane heat because, like, I think that's where these, th that's where this movie and this record puts me is like in the state of like innocence or just like pure wonder. And I think they both do that through creating a new lang language within their, within their mediums. Um, like if we take the burial record, for example, like it's a, it's like a collage, like it's a collection of, so in the past 10 years, he's been putting out these EPs that are anywhere from like two to four tracks long. And some of the tracks are extremely long, but sometimes they'll have these outros or intros that are like maybe a minute or two minutes long. Where they're like extremely ethereal. Yeah. They're almost like you can't even understand what the melody is. They're just pure. They like actually sound like feelings. Mm -hmm. And this record feels like a symphony of just those moments. Like I wouldn't say fleeting because I think that word is overused, but just these these musical moments that like literally don't even register to me like music. It's just like pure, it's like yeah. magic. They're like magic moments. Yeah. It, I mean, it reminds me of just a different, like a different era of uh, electronic, not even just electronic, but just kind of DIY or whatever music in general, SoundCloud and blog era where people would put out mixes that were kind of just yeah. these little thrown out ideas that never, made it into it a feels like piece. all of his ideas from the past exactly. like 10 yeah. years put into like made into compositions or yeah. just like pieces and we yeah i've probably said this before but it's yeah it's that um guided by voices style mentality of just uh we call it knee mentality <laughs> which is not even worth explaining yeah it's a derivation of new but just making things knee <laughs> <laughs> it's because our phones autocorrect new to me yeah and we just went with it at a certain point um what was i saying yeah it's where it's you know sometimes a little idea i mean this is kind of the beauty of electronic music in general obviously apex twin and lots of ambient artists yeah have been doing this it's nothing new did but you see that meme that was like apex twin admits that he has no idea what the fuck he's doing <laughs> <laughs> He, I mean, he like actually does. Them. No, that's the, that's why I it's know. funny because I was like, this bull actually is a huge nerd and knows what's good with those machines. Yeah, so true. Um, well, yeah, but just like you know, a melodic idea or a textural idea or just a little phrase or little feeling um, doesn't have to be worked into something larger and doesn't even have to be extended. It's yeah, just it being this little yeah, fleeting feels like such a cheap word for it, but it that's it it can exist on its own and that's its own special thing well the reason it's so interesting to hear just all of those moments be songs and be an entire record is because it like it's sort of flexing this idea of like the the beauty of impermanence 
Mm-hmm. It's like you you get these moments that are like unbelievably transcendent and beautiful, but they are immediately gone. And like, there's nothing to me more reflective of like how life goes than that. Yeah, which is that like you get these brief glimpses of beauty and wonder and like believing in the world, and then and they're taken away from you. I know, and I'm sure it's hard. It's definitely hard to do as an artist too. Anytime I've ever been recording and I make something I'm excited about, or even or, or I even start to make something I'm excited about, I never want to stop listening to it. Yeah. I put like a four bar loop on, and I literally will sit there for like 45 minutes. Yeah, yeah. I you did I, it earlier today. Yeah, exactly. I always it's do. Really pissing me off. <laughs> <laughs> I always do this thing while I sit there and listen to it for like 30 minutes. I don't even have to be that enraptured in it. Like I can be looking at my phone or some shit. It's just like yeah, no, it's, it's in like the room. living in the world. But then I always go to take a break, and I leave it on. So no, you leave. should t- you should tell them what you did in the mountains when you lived inside your own song. <sighs> but then I have to get into like uh, gear nerd shit, which I hate doing. No, but okay, well, I'll just I'll just ma- I'll I'll put it in layman's terms. Uh, I on one, and I went out into the woods of Pennsylvania and. We, you know, he brought all of his like synth shit and like all his music shit, which I've since sold because fuck gear. I agree, fuck gear. I feel the same way about cameras and shit. I'm so I'm sick sold of thinking it. about it. I don't want to look computer. at it. Do everything in the computer. Shoot on, shoot on iPhone. Exactly. Anyway, take a note from Sean Baker. Um, I'm not lying. I literally sold all of it. No, I still got my cameras and shit. Um, <laughs> <laughs> you still have some gear, bro. Well, no, I have like microphones and shit, but yeah. I got rid of all the all shit of that the I like can. bells and whistles. Anything shit. that I don't need that I couldn't do in the computer. Yeah. I still have yeah. everything that can be done in the computer. I, I sold, but that piece of gear that you were using then was cool. Cause he could like stretch little moments of recorded audio into like, I don't even know. It was like granulating it or some shit. Yeah. It's, it's literally, it's literally a grain. It was a little grain. It's yeah. a granular sampler. Oh man. I hate talking about this. But shit. you like sang and I think your vocals and like maybe some, sin- there was, it was like a, a snippet of a recording. It was a snippet yeah. of a recording and it like got time stretched basis essentially. Yeah. And just but in this really of, beautiful glimmering way. Yeah. But it's different than looping. Oh, man, I don't want to explain it. No, but you, you put it on loop, but it doesn't sound like a loop because it's so long. It just feels like you're inside of pure sound. Yeah. It sounds like. It's actually very relevant to okay, the burial yeah, record because it actually is like right. kind of what it Here's is. Here's layman's terms. So fuck everything I just said. So it's literally, it's not like a loop where, you know, a phrase or a bar is, is repeating. It's one, it feels like one second, one millisecond of a piece of recorded sound is just somehow playing forever. Do you have a recording of that? <sighs> I don't think so. Maybe on my old laptop. We we should bring in some like some snippets of the burial or something that can kind of like give people some yeah it's marker of what we're, what we're talking about. I think it'd be it'd be cool. Bring this, oh yeah, just because it's uh, we we lived in I lived inside my own song. You lived in public. <laughs> if I had never lived in public, um, 
<laughs> Big shouts to Josh Harris. Wait, wait, no, what was I saying? Oh yeah, no, I'll I'll loop something for like, uh, yeah, loop like a four bar or whatever thing. No, but you live inside your own song. Yeah, you, I live you, inside you, my own song. You, it was like blaring in this house in the woods, and we both like got laid out by it. Like you were was oh yeah, I fell asleep. You, yeah, we both fell asleep yeah, living inside your own. Song. I fell asleep on the floor living really inside beautiful. my own song. I think about it all the time. I, I, and you know what? I actually have a recording of it. I know. Like from, my, from the camera. Um, I, yeah, because I, also I can never fall asleep, so that's kind of insane. But there was something beautiful about that too because it felt like infinite. Not to get like bricks of being a wallflower, but you, you know, I'm saying like there is actually something to be said for like if you express infinity mm-hmm. through art that is like really beautiful. And in a way, the burial thing is connected to that in that it's sort of like the inverse it's like it's so not infinite it's like the moments themselves feel infinite and like the the beauty of them are feel infinite but they they immediately evaporate that can be very frustrating for like a modern Western, like attention deficit style yeah. audience, mm-hmm. which kind of brings me to the Apicha Pong movie. Um, because I think this movie, you know, I saw some reactions online, which is like, or to be expected that this movie would maybe frustrate people. Um, but what I found similar to, to the burial album is that like, it's, it's at its own pace. It's creating a new language with what it's doing. And it's expressing something that I don't even think is achievable through the mod, like the, like your the status quo of like, you know, movies or music or like an album. Like it feels like it's, it's ventured into this like boundless territory, Mm. which is also why I love, I mean, I hope he holds to it with the, like, you know, he's by the way, if, if you don't know, this movie's like on a, like a, on a tour basically where it's like playing for a week in different cities around the world. And it's New York stint is over. I think it played LA and they don't plan to release it on streaming. It did leak. So sorry, Pong, but it's out there. Um, I'm glad it leaks. I really want to watch it again. I know me too. I probably will. I was sort of against it at first because like there's something about the second half of that movie and watching it in a physical space with like the proper speaker setup that was it's it's not um you can't you literally couldn't do it at home. I know. Look, I get it. And a younger me thought all of this like he's releasing the thing in a crazy unique way was so sick. Like I thought it was like, "Oh man." Yeah. Like he's he's releasing the album only this way. You can only see this this way. Like that's so sick. I think he kind of knows that it's going to leak online regardless. Yeah. I think what it really is about is like placing an emphasis on like, you should see, like you should try and see it this way. And I think there's something cool to push for that. No, that's, that's true. And that's worth it. I will say though, people thinking that that's really sick is a little bit 
two sword jacks pointing to me. Oh no, definitely. Oh, it absolutely yeah. is. And there are those, oh, yeah, a lot of it. There are those people online. I'm definitely not one of those people. I, I definitely did tell people. I was Dude, like, you, if you watch it at home, like have a sub, like you, you yeah, like have a decent sound setup. Where even wear headphones or some shit. Where the, the AirPods Max, but it, like yeah, we leveled up. <laughs> um, that like, I think what killed it is NFTs now. Like they're releasing something only you could only buy it as an NFT. That made it. Yeah, right. it's like it's was randomly so NFT. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, that so it, that is like I was already not into that. The older I got, then NFTs came out, and I was like, this idea is officially dead. The we, releasing things exclusively, you can only. Then again, I guess we did put five DVDs out through the city. Well, that's cool. Yeah, I mean, there's just something interesting <laughs> about it. like you. Well, it's I, a stunt. I, it, yeah, it, it is a stunt. I mean, I'm like, it's the NFTs killed it. It's two sword jacks pointing now. Well, what I would love to ask him if we ever got to talk to him, because I'm sure nobody ever directly asked him this. It was like I, I would ask him, like, was this your decision or was this Neon's decision? Because Neon bought the movie, right. is the distributor, and I'm sure, like that. It seems like a distribution house's decision, marketing decision. It's a gimmick. Mm-hmm. Um, I think it's exactly. a gimmick that was um, they they were able to sell him on because it actually makes sense because the movie is so like theater core yeah like being in a movie theater mm-hmm. um that like maybe they sold him on it in that way i would i'd be willing to bet that it was not his choice it was not his idea i i like what you're saying like i like the idea of it just being there to highlight that you're supposed to see it that way but knowing it will leak online that makes me like it more. But. I think it's also a COVID thing because it's like I think as people are maybe going to the theater less, it's, right. it's placing an emphasis on like, please go to the theater to see this. Like mm, we so know he's that based. He's, I think he's based. Yeah. I mean, I went to that talk in here from so I missed the movie then, but he seemed based as fuck. I'm sure he is. He's talking about you should talk about this the, ex, the exploding head syndrome. Yeah, you know. So yeah, I guess this movie Memoria. Sorry, we're really going all over the place. We're back to Memoria. By the way, I don't think we didn't. Even no, that's what we were talking that. about. Yeah, I know, but we didn't clarify that we like. We are back talking about Memoria by Joe of, of Peach Pong. Um, I guess it was the movie was inspired by exploding exploding head syndrome, which he has, which I also have, which I didn't even know was a thing until pretty recently, like maybe two years ago. Neither did he. Really, he was asking the audience, like, "Does has anybody else ever experienced this?" Dude, that's what. No, literally, that was a heat impression. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what he sounds like, so I have no idea. He's like, "Oh, it's these kinds of things." <laughs> <laughs> no, I just, I mean, it's been happening my whole life. I just, uh, I had no idea. I was talking to a group of people, and I was like, "So you know that thing? You know when you get like a loud metallic bang in your ear as you're falling asleep?" And everyone's like, "What the fuck are you talking about?" Well, it seemed like something that he was just making, like, because he ex- he basically explained it at the talk, and everyone was like, "What the fuck is he talking about?" It sounds like some like made up art guck. No, but it's not. It's really. I mean, the, it's crazy. That it's called exploding head syndrome because it sounds like some crazy it like thing. Some or like David Lynch or some, painting. Yeah, or some like 90s. exactly or some migraine. It sounds like something that's serious. It's it's not at all. It's literally just this. I guess it's you know kind of in the same vein as sleep paralysis or something. It happens to some people when they're falling asleep. Well, the movie not features time, this loud thud, which maybe we'll start this. Maybe this episode would have started yeah, yeah, with yeah. it. That's where we can bring in here. But did that kind of recreate? Yeah, which was sick because that's what that's what I was going to say. Most people hear an explosion. Um, That's why it's called exploding head syndrome. Yeah. But then there's a smaller fraction of people who hear other things. I think the most common of which is like a metallic bang, which is what I hear. Yeah. And 
either hear that or this makes me sound like I'm actually Looney Tunes, but some it's a, a lot of times it's like a woman's voice talking but saying gibberish. It's Damn. so fucked. It's like as you're right in that mode, like you're just just falling asleep. Like the chick in the return with like no eyes type shit. Where she's like, <laughs> no, it's, it's really loud. It sounds like it's literally right on your ear, like Whoa. literally, dry, and it just is like, and then just like that. I've, ran, I've randomly had that. If you're really, that's what, like, most people get shit like this when they're really tired. That's why no, I I've, couldn't I've, believe I've, people didn't know. I've I was had about. that when I'm like falling asleep and then it like jolts you exactly, awake. and then you like shoot awake and your heart's pounding. Yeah. But usually it's a metallic bang. Yeah. Um. And it was sick because th- this actually was pretty similar to a lot of stuff that I've heard. Um, well, there was a beautiful moment in the talk where he asked a question to the audience and like you looked around and like everyone was like, damn, what the fuck is he talking about? And then there was this one woman who was like, I, I also have it. And he was like, oh, are you serious? He's like, please tell. And then like the mic got passed to her for like 25 minutes and she like went into she like randomly went the fuck in wow i really, really wish i went to this talk yeah no and you could tell like the bond that it created between him and this random woman in the audience was some like yeah this is like this insane thing that ha- this like experiential bond that was really sick yeah it's it, there's times when when i like am really t- tired like i haven't slept much or something and there the the what's it called hypnagogic stage or whatever yeah, yeah, yeah. is this more extended mm-hmm. like usually it's like a split second of being in that mode and mm-hmm. then you fall asleep but sometimes it, it's like you get 75 percent to asleep but you randomly like stop and you're yeah. kind of stuck there for a yeah. second and i'll be in there in that state and i'll just hear like whispering like <laughs> but i don't you don't even really notice you're hearing it because you're pretty much asleep yeah and then as you start to you get from like 75% asleep to 85. The the whispering just becomes bam. And then you shoot awake and you're, you're like, what the fuck was this happening? That's actually interesting you bring that up because I had a really weird oral experience last night as I was falling asleep. So in my bedroom, I usually have like an old Bose CD player playing a CD on loop. Like mm-hmm. I like keeping that in there because like CDs can actually like repeat and right. never stop unlike vinyl. Which we're both getting rid of. Yeah. Um, <laughs> All my vinyls for sale. I'm not getting rid of mine, but like it's. I really just don't. I don't listen. To, I don't have even a turntable in my new crib. I'm giving you the turntable. Are you? Oh, yeah. so I'm. I'm getting rid of it. I'm my serious. records are here to say. I mean, it's my shit, isn't it? It's your old turntable. My right? old one, right? Um, but there was this weird thing where like, which you thought was broken because you don't know how to solder a wire. A wire. I, I don't. Do. I know because I'm not real man. Yeah. Exactly. Um, there's a lot of things I could bring up about how I'm a real man more than you, but I'm not going to get into that. Um, <laughs> um, no, but this is a really weird thing where we've had big shouts to Leland Kirby. We have like the old caretaker record on loop, that, that CD. And so I'm, I'm like very used to the melodies that are being played in my, and it, I literally like, it's the sound of my bedroom. They're always playing. Like usually, it's usually that CD. And there was this other thing that I could hear that that is the other main other thing that we play in the bedroom, which is like a, a slowed down version of uh, this Mario Paint score. Mario Paint. There was like a video oh, game, dude. the Mario Paint score, That's which so is like so insanely beautiful. Check it out. We maybe we'll link to it or something. Yeah, it's one of Mario the best. Paint ambient. Damn. Mario Paint. I haven't ambient. listened to that in a minute. And I made like a Mario sleep tape out of it, where <laughs> I made it like two hours, so it would fit on a CD from my bedroom. And like added reverb and like arpeggiated. I just like tried to like make it 
even more of a sleep track. And randomly last night when I was falling asleep, I could I started hearing it in the caretaker. And it was this weird thing where yeah, yeah. No, it was like unbelievable. Uh, there's there's a punchline to this. Um, I realized, not to give anything away about Memoria, but there's there, a concept that's played with is like being in tune with different like spiritual frequencies. Oh yeah, I'm going to get into this too. Where you can kind of like become an antenna of sorts and you're like tuning into different frequencies. Yeah. And I literally was laying there for 15 minutes and I I started being able to tune into either the Mario Paint or the Caretaker. Mm. And I was like, what is going on? Yeah. Punchline being the fucking Caretaker was playing off my CD player and the Mario Paint was playing off my girlfriend's phone. Oh. <laughs> and it was just like on the other side of the room. <laughs> no, but it, but it was still interesting because I was like, how was, that, how was my mind able to like erase one of the... Like I, I literally was able to completely tune one of them out and tune into the other one. It was really right. psychedelic, which it happens in Memoria and it's like one of the most remarkable yeah, yeah, pieces yeah, yeah. of sound design moments I've ever seen in a yeah, movie. It's, it's like completely yeah. unbelievable. Um. I don't, yeah, this is another thing that I I think I've talked about this before, but I feel weird talking about because no, you should because you've had you've well, had so many like, <laughs> psych experiences with like sound and frequencies. Well, and, I don't even know. Like this makes me just sound insane, and like I don't think I've met anyone who fully knows what I'm talking about. I, I talked to one person who who experienced this too, and it was very validating. But there's a certain mode I get when I'm hyper focused, and it only ever happens when I'm working on something. Mm -hmm. uh, and work like when I'm working on. Yeah, pretty much just when I'm working on music. So it's clearly like a, you know, when the creative part of your brain is working or whatever. Right. It's like if I could be focused on fucking homework, it's not happening. Right. But, and it was always like this since I was a kid. I would be like playing guitar. Not every time I play, not every time I play music, but there's like a certain time where I get super focused where it's like, it's like this trance thing. But as I'm, as I'm in that zone, I've like, it's like my brain is so focused that it's, I start picking, it feels like it's changing stations. And as I'm focused, I hear like in my head, like snippets of conversation yeah. and like random weird complete. Okay. You know, when you remember a dream the next day, mm -hmm. but you can't actually remember any details of the dream. Yeah. You just get a kind of feeling that, Oh, I remember that I had a dream. Right. It's about the feeling. Yeah, it's not exactly. Even about the you feel like you're back in the dream, but yeah. you can't actually name any details of the dream. Yeah, you just, you know, you're you're walking on the street, you see something that all of a sudden it's like a dream last night, but you can't actually remember what it yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, It's just this really again fleeting thing. Mm -hmm. That's like, it's literally just a feeling. There's absolutely no way to describe it. You see why I'm pairing this with the yeah, burial. exactly. It's, they're very, it's a very similar yeah. thing. And that happens to me every time I get in that zone. I feel like brief feelings that feel like they're coming from elsewhere like i'm picking up on other people or other whatever other things yeah. that other people's experiences or something yeah you are because they feel like oh, it's so hard to explain they, it feels like remembering something that already happened yeah but it's not my memory and it's like somehow they keep that you're like a vessel and yeah like this historical energy coming through it, you. It, it, it's so hard to explain if anyone knows what I'm talking about and experiences the same thing. Well, I, I've only met one person who actually gets what I'm saying. Who's like, that happens to me too. 
Well, there's been a lot. So when I first, we've talked about this before, but when I first learned TM, Transcendental Meditation, mm-hmm. if you guys don't know. It's happened, it's similar things have happened during that. It's not quite the same, but I, The first time I ever did it, I had like literally the most vivid visualizations of things that I had, my, I had never, my brain had never concocted before oh, yeah. to a point that it, I was actually like afraid of my mind. Oh, like the power of my mind frightened me. Yeah. So I asked the teacher or whatever, I was like, what? what is happening like what where does this come from and it's like especially with people who practice any sort of meditation it's like sort of a commonality that like you i think when you reach like in an enlightened state or like if you can reach the zone where you're on that frequency you actually are receiving energy from elsewhere from outside of your body yeah and not, not to get like too you know weirdo with this but like i hate sounding so new age but it's so real but like if you if you want to talk about like the the lynch like unified field mm-hmm. thing like that seems like you know hocus pocus hokey bullshit you know like weirdo new age crap yeah. or whatever but when it comes down to like not to be on some like you know li- listen to the science style shit but like it's it's a proven fact since we've been in grade school and before and beyond that you know a large portion of the universe is dark matter and dark energy and things we can't see or perceive so like that is literally just is true yeah so if if we take that for what it is i think the the percentage is something ridiculous like 90 yeah, percent. Yeah, it's yeah. like some like the majority of reality of the universe is actually unknowable unseeable <laughs> yeah so i'm like oh that's definitely true i know if that's definitely true so it's not that weird that like oh yeah you're receiving energy and like yeah. thoughts and ideas from but places just, beyond yourself it's like that's just like well, oh yeah and because to me i mean i really do think that well yeah both meditation and when you are actually in this mode of creating things you it's an altered state of consciousness it is. Family, like you're when not, we were making the mashup shit. <laughs> so true. We, I, like, I don't know where the time went that night, but we, it was like 10, 10 p.m. And I was like, yeah, we should do some like old Lang Syne, like girl talk style shit. <laughs> and then it was suddenly 6 a.m. And we were like, what just happened? Like, we're, what are we doing? <laughs> you you fell asleep. You pieced it off. Oh, yeah, I pieced it off. I, mean, I pieced it off maybe like a half an hour before you left. I still was making heat when you pieced it off. <laughs> and by the way, you guys should check out that mashup too. Cause yeah, it's, it's on the... Uh, it's on Patreon. But that um, has happened to us regularly, even through our cold decade. Yeah. yeah. No, like whenever yeah. you go into like a, a contemplative, creative, meditative zone, like it's I, an altered state of consciousness for sure. And it's, I won't say what we were looking at earlier, but there was there was a comment made earlier on something that we were watching about how time is only perceivable by the mind and might not really exist. Remember that? Where was that? Oh right, and that was really interesting. Just like the con, like every every sci-fi bull or like everybody who like starts investigating reality for what it's worth, everybody comes back to this like idea of time and like what is time? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it's like the it's the thing that we it's the metric by which we measure our reality the most, but mm-hmm. it actually is the most abstract thing that we deal with is like time. And the only thing that only way we can really like have it as a metric is like it gets fucking dark out and it's light out. You know what I mean? That's the only. That's the only reason we know that there's time is that like, oh, shit's the natural world is changing and it's like randomly cold now. Yeah. Because Eugene's in town. <laughs> <laughs> Eugene's in town. A cold gust bl- that chill blows ran through. up my spine. It actually is dropping a lot tonight and Eugene did his kids down. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's true. So true. Fuck. Wow. 
fuck, dude. Um, <laughs> <laughs> no, but this Memoria is like the most. My, my vibe the entire time watching it was <laughs> he is literally me. Everything about it's it. The most you. That's why I was so excited for you to see it. And yeah. Like, that's why we took a while to talk about it because I needed I'm one to see this because it's like it's more you than it is even. Me. I won't. E- I won't spoil the end because more so than most movies. I guess most people listening to this won't have seen it. But also, no, there's a handful of people who've seen it. No, yeah, I mean here, but non-New York, That's non-major true. city listeners probably have. There, not this seen is it. not a movie you can spoil. Uh, I, the part I'm talking about is would I would consider a spoiler. The, yeah, stuff definitely happened. The but part you know at the very saying? end, like, I think, like what you know, what I'm talking about. I do. I mean, that was unbelievable. I no, but the, the <laughs> way it. Oh, I wish I could. We can't uh, talk about things that are not able to be talked about no, i i have something i could say about why i thought that moment was so amazing but yeah. i don't want to spoil it should yeah. i just do spoiler alert and then skip ahead two minutes and yeah, then put in a sound effect or something okay what uh, let's what time is it this is at 45 25 okay spoiler alert if you haven't seen memoria don't listen to the next minute or two yeah um at the very end there's the ufo that appears yeah. Um, but it's it's like a brief thing. It like is this weird shape. It's not depicted as a UFO is normally depicted. Yeah. It's this bizarre, like really beautifully rendered shape that kind of like, like a vehicle. Yeah, that just kind of bounces through this canyon and then shoots off, and then that's it. Yeah. And and the the sound was coming from it. That's or it makes the sound. Right? Yeah. So that's that how it's tied in the whole movie. But it's it, it, the reason I thought that moment was so incredible is because it's not. A sci-fi. It wasn't used it in was, the sci-fi yeah. way. It was used in. It, it just was used as this kind of conduit or this kind of representation of the, this unknowable thing. This exact thing that we're talking yeah. about. Which the whole movie was displaying in other ways. Yeah. But it was just the perfect climax in the way only he could make a climax. You know. Yeah. Well, that, that it, it, it had nothing to do with like sci-fi or alien. There was nothing like. It and just he, was. He this, does that. He's done that throughout all of his work. It's, it's like, just so well done. It's just it perfectly encapsulates the unknowable to me. It was just like so perfect. He deals so well with abstraction, right? And making it not sci-fi, basically making right. it feel real. Like it was just this vessel into the other, or this kind of like link to the other, like showing that it was this. Yeah. These unknowable things that are above us and above our consciousness. It wasn't. Um, it wasn't even like a plot device, really. Like I no. think if anyone in, if anyone wants to interpret this as it was like it was aliens, they're completely wrong. That's not what it was. It was just such a, so the it was like use just this kind of spiritual thing. It's that, yeah, his movies are very spiritual, and and just like that being how he depicted spirituality is so sick. It's like so sick. All right, Packers, that's been the end of the free section of this episode. My name is Ion One, and this is the Ion Pod, and we're the Ion Pack. And um, yeah, we did something a little different this time. We have the first half of the episode up for free, but I can't imagine you just listen to all that and don't want to hear the rest because it just gets more and more heat as it goes, as we usually do, as we always do. We go the fuck in, as always. So if you want to hear the rest of this, I'm sure you do. Go to patreon.com slash the ion pack and um, help support the show. And there's going to be a lot more where this came from. A lot more. So 
patreon.com slash the ion pack. You already know. Patreon.